Welcome to the Ignite Agility podcast. I'm Terry Bylander Pinky, and I'm hosting today's episode on Clifton Strengths. I have with me two of my teammates, Rand Eaton and Madeline Antoine. Welcome, guys. What up? <laughs> so today, I want to talk about your experience with Clifton Strengths. For those listening who are not familiar, the Clifton Strengths assessment is a 30-minute assessment that produces a report unique to you. It lists out your top innate behaviors as talents. You can then take these talents and with practice, turn them into strengths. Thanks, Rand and Madeline, for your willingness to let us into your strengths journey. As always, you only need to share what you're comfortable sharing uh, on the podcast today. So let's start with the experience starting back at the assessment. What was your experience with the assessment? I can go or Matt, you had, you actually went more recently. So maybe Madeline, you start. Go ahead, Madeline. Tell us what you thought of it. Uh, So we, I think we did it back in March. That sounds right. Uh, It was fun. It was because you're my work wife. So it wasn't like a scary stranger kind of thing. Like I had to be vulnerable with, because like we already have that relationship built up. And it, the test, it's, or like the assessment itself was not difficult or anything like that. Um, but it did take some, me some time on some of the questions. It's just like on a scale of not very likely to very likely. It, I don't know. There were just some things where I was like, I don't really know. I ha-. And you have to be aware of yourself before you take this assessment. And I think that that part was really cool to experience. Yeah, well, and the assessment is designed to kind of hone in over time through the questions. So they start out pretty easy. And then over time, they're really trying to narrow it down and they get a little bit trickier and a little yeah. bit trickier. Rand, what was your experience? Um, very, I mean, very similar. Like you and I have known each other for a while. And, and I think that that's going to be something that we'll, we'll maybe talk about later about how how much of a pro or con that really was, right? Like a coach, you you normally, what the relationship is between the coacher and the coachee has a lot to do with that relationship. And so, because we all know each other, you know, very well. In fact, I, I was sort of smiling when you said, don't share anything you're not comfortable sharing because <laughs> those of that know colleague, you know, we we have no boundaries here. This is just- Absolutely none. It's <laughs> none. all- it's all wide open. So, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was fine. Um, but I, I agree with Madeline. I mean, these questions are almost like the, those self reinforcing test questions that they used to love so much, right? Like if you get the question right, you'd get another one. And if you got it wrong, you'd get a harder version of, of that question. And stuff. I mean, that's almost what they felt like. So, you know, yeah, you, you sort of had to go into it with this idea of I, I gonna have to think about this, you know, more than just a, Hey, here's a really superficial question. You know, what do you want to, what kind of tree would you be? That kind of thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I'll go to you, Rand, first on this question. what do you think of your results? Did they seem to fit? Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, you and I talked about this at the time. It, it's, it sounded correct which is, which is odd, right? Like, you know, you, you hear the response of the coaching thing and you hear the response of the, the material and you sort of like, yep, that's me. Um, and so, 
you know, there's that internal gauge of, uh, you know, and I guess, I guess maybe the way to describe it is like, you read horoscopes sometimes and, and, you know, there's days where horoscopes, they seem like they fit you. And then there's other days where it's like, you know, who's that? And, you know, so that was for me, one of the things that was nice is it was, it was definitely a, yeah, I recognize that person that, <laughs> that you're describing. I'm, you know, I, how do I fix it? But I, I recognize that. So, I don't know, Mads, how about you? We don't need to fix ourselves. So oh. we are who we are. Debatable. I hear, I hear uh, uh, directions to the contrary on a regular basis. So I don't know. <laughs> Madeline, what do you think of your results? Um, I was not shocked at all by my results um, because my number one was empathy. And if you think about like my role in the office and how we interact with each other, I just, I'm always like, how are you today? Let's talk about your life. Work? We're not, we're not working today. <laughs> but no, like Randall was saying is like, they make sense. It all fits together. It's just not something that's like on your mind all the time. Awesome. So now we're at the point where you took the assessment, you got your results, you kind of had a chance to read through them. Then you had an opportunity to spend a couple of hours with me as a coach and talking through them. So tell me a little bit about kind of that experience. How was that experience for you? And did it help clarify some things or, you know, add questions or what was it like for you? Um, in my experience, it was really uh, eye-opening to have someone like Terry, who is so informationally driven, um, to have all of the facts, you know, like, oh, you got this as your number one. And so that means this. Here's a situation where this quality in you would come out. And like having all of those situational aspects applied to our shared experience at CoLead was really it was cool it was like oh my god I feel like I don't know myself and now I'm learning about myself and this is so exciting so that was yeah, it, it was it definitely and and I think the nice thing uh we'll we'll put Terry on a pedestal here for a second is you know mm -hmm. she's she's never ummed and odd when she was going through any of that stuff it's always like oh this never. means this and that would that would lead to this sort of thing and stuff and that's really nice right because it's never been uh, let me go look that up. <laughs> yeah. So there's never been that. And she may very well just be faking it. And, you know, we would, <laughs> no, she's, not. Give her the she's, she's the totally not. But yeah, I mean, cause, cause there is some, there is the way that they use some of the language is it's not odd. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and for me, the whole like balconies and, and, uh, I forget the other term, but the balconies um, and basements exercise and basements that we did. Thing, yeah. That was a good one. Right. Like once, you know, w until you sort of figure out how that's supposed to work, you sort of look at the the results and go like, well, uh huh? So it, you know, it's absolutely nice to have somebody that is coaching you through this because I don't, I wouldn't see this at all as a, you know, a self-directed self-testing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You would, you know, you need somebody there to help, with, with the discussion. Yeah. And for those of you listening that don't know what the balconies or basements exercise is, 
Uh, when we're talking about balconies, we're talking about using our strengths to the fullest and when they're helping us and, and really positive in our lives. And then in the basement, we're talking about when we're maybe not utilizing our strengths to the fullest or um, maybe we're overusing our strengths so they start to exhibit some negative behaviors in our lives. Uh, and so we talk through those and we try to... Um, figure out what we can do as a team to help each other utilize all of our strengths when we're in our balconies and call each other out and help us figure out what to do when we're in our basements. So that is, that's awesome. That sounds great. Um, we did another exercise uh, together as a team and I'm going to lean on you Rand this time because Unfortunately, Madeline is a is a newer employee to our team, so she wasn't there for the very first exercise where we did this as an entire team. Mm -hmm. um, but we did this uh, form, and it's called the Best of Us or the Best of Me, and yep. we talk about the different things that bring out the best in us, that bring out the worst in us, things that we can um, have our teammates count on us to do, things like that. Mm -hmm. Rand, tell me a little bit about what that exercise was like for you in the team environment. Yep. So uh, we, we basically walked through that all as, as a group. And um, it, was, it was really helpful because, you know, once, once you understand the, the, the intended behavior or, or sort of how the conversation uh, not the conversation, how, how the information is supposed to be used. Again, that's super helpful. Um, you know, we were talking before the podcast and, and the question was like, well, how, you know, do you think about that kind of stuff? And honestly, I, it's not my first thought, but it's more like my second or my third thought. And so, you know, seeing everybody's response to this and, and, and getting that buy-in like, yep, that's, that's me. That's what I need. You know, that, that really helped with the, the team, I'd say the connection part of it and also then sort of, okay, now, now I see what that person is asking for a little bit differently than I did before. So it was super valuable. And, you know, the nice, the, unfortunately for Mads part is, you know, she wasn't here for that part, but it, as every organization is, you know, we are a group of diverse personalities. And so to, to be able to get a handle on some of those things and, and, understand sort of how to make it better or how to walk forward together, I guess, was, was super helpful. I don't know. Is that, was that, was that the kind of idea? Yeah, absolutely. And then Madeline, you, you just recently got done with this activity and we haven't even had a chance to share all of our best of us as a group yet, including yeah. yours. Yeah. So uh, you can tell me a little bit about what this experience was like for you and what you're hoping to maybe get out of our next group session when we bring this all up again as a team. Yeah. So when I was looking at this activity, I kind of, I told you earlier that it, it felt like it was killing me a little bit because I felt um, almost as if I didn't really know what to put. Like I needed that extra layer of self-reflection or maybe a guided self-reflection to be like, here are specific things that will help you as my team get the best out of me. And 
some of my strengths are like harmony and connectedness and empathy. They're all very feely qualities. And so like all of the things I have are you get the best out of me when there's good energy in the office and everyone's, you know, communicating well. And then directly opposite of that is you'll get the worst of me when dot, dot, dot. And all I could think of was drama. I don't do well with drama. So I'm just like, I want everyone to be happy. And I want everyone to be well and, you know, having their needs met. So and then COVID. And then COVID. is <laughs> <laughs> just becoming well, the and, and as a this. contrast to that, to just give our listeners a little bit of a uh, contrast, I have none of those things yeah. in my top. None of those things matter to me. So what matters to me is goals, objectives, clarity, you know, focused time to do my work, you know, all of those things are what matter to me. And so um, working with Madeline is always a lot of fun because the things that (laughs) she needs in order to be successful are so different than the things that I need in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. And we fill each other's gaps oftentimes in, in terms of, you know, what we're doing. And the same with Rand and I. Um, so I'm not an idea person. I am very much more an execution-based person. So you give me something um, with a little bit of direction and I can go and make it happen. Um, but Rand, you excel in ideation and strategic thought and things like that. And so the two of us pairing together can really lead to some awesome results with you coming up with great ideas and me taking them into execution. And I think this exercise for us really helped us kind of hone in on, you know, pulling out the strengths of each other and figuring out how we can create strategic partnerships within our team to accomplish our goals. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, those that know Collate, I mean, we we obviously do a lot of work with teams and organizations and things, and and you know, as I as I said in another podcast before, right? There's there's a lot of this emphasis on working together, right? Collaboration and teams need to collaborate, but the the obvious next answer is how? How do you do that? And so the the for me, the thing that's nice about the Strengths Finder stuff and some of the other tools that we teach is this is the how. So if, if I know that I need to get something done, something needs to get finished, right? I'm, I'm not going to run to Madeline. I'm going to run no. to Terry. But, <laughs> but if I didn't know that before, I'd be like, hey, Mads, can you help me with this? And, and she'd be like, absolutely. I want you to feel good about today. You know, and, you know she, she, <laughs> she'd do all <laughs> this, which is super helpful, right? But at the end of the day, it's not going to get anything done. Um, so, you know, that's that's the nice part about this stuff for me is the the specific direction that uh, you know you can get out of this. Uh, now the you know like we said before, does it always happen that way? No, <laughs> you know, and that's nope. but but you have it there at least to, to sort of jog a brain cell and go back mm-hmm. to it and go well. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I I she needs this, so I have to do this. Right? Well, and for those of you that are listening, you can utilize different techniques uh, to try to keep this top of mind. For instance, our team has these best of me posters that talk about 
how you get the best of me, when you'll see the worst of me, and what you can count on me to do, things like that. And we have them posted right on our wall so that we can see them all the time. When we walk by, we can read them periodically and jog our memory to say, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Madeline's really great at these things and I should, you know, engage her in this conversation because this is right in her wheelhouse. Yeah, and, and for a, a non-co-located team or, you know, Zoom Zoom team or whatever we're calling them, I could easily see all that information sort of framing your monitor with, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Madeline's this and Terry's this. And, and that would even keep it more top of mind because you could literally just see it okay. every day. You know, okay, well, Madeline, Madeline doesn't do drama very well, so maybe I don't vent to her. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I could easily see that being helpful. Absolutely. Is there anything else about this whole uh, experience in getting started with Clifton Strengths from the assessment to some of the teamwork that we've done? Uh, other things that you want to share or talk about today? Well, I, I have a question for you, Terry. I want to turn yeah. back around what you kind of asked before. So, you know, there are things that aren't important to you in terms of, of sort of response for communication and things like that. But because you know those are important to other people, do you find that easier or harder to to deliver those bits of data, right? Like, like you know that I like to get positive feedback on my ideas, even if they're uh, somewhat outlandish, shall we say. And so does, does that, is that easier because of knowing that? Or is that, have you noticed any sort of change at all? And does that question even make sense? No, the question makes perfect sense. And I would say it's not necessarily easier um, because for someone like me, um, like utilizing the strengths that I have and, and remembering to give that positive feedback and, and kind of uh, make comments on those kinds of things. I'm a, you know, zero to 100 in get it done mode. Um, so it's a really good reminder for me and I have to constantly continue to remember that, but utilizing um, Clifton strengths and trying to bring that to the forefront helps me remember that that's important to other people. It doesn't necessarily make it easier for me to act on those things. I still have to, you know, kind of take a look and go, oh yeah, you know, Madeline needs this and Rand needs this. And, you know, our other two team members, Angela and Christian, they need these other things. And it helps me to look at those and go, oh yeah, I can help them by coming forward with this information or that information, um, yep. but it's still active work to remember to do that, if that makes sense. Oh, no, it totally makes sense. And I, I can, I'll, I'll absolutely bring the other side of that coin, right? Like I can tell when I haven't been around you for a, a period of time, you being Terry, because I talk different, right? Like when I know Terry's around, I, I, notice I, tend, that too. I tend to speak more in terms of like short-term deliverable, like here's yep. what I'm going to do next kind of things. Mm-hmm. When you're not around for a while, that's when I slip back into like, so let's rebuild Hoover Dam. And then, uh, <laughs> we had that conversation today. I know. And then we'll go to the grocery <laughs> store and then, uh, you know, then profit. And so, but, but again, that's not, that's not top of mind for me. It's just the, over time, that's what I've developed in terms of speaking to you. 
And and absolutely, the strings finder thing that was nice was to sort of get that in black and white. Um, I don't know, Mads. What do you? How do you think about some of that stuff? I definitely notice how your language changes when Terry's in the office versus when she's not. Because um, yeah. I'm the one other, the only other person in the office usually, <laughs> and so we have time to just kind of shoot the shit and talk about whatever. Yeah. But when Terry's around, it's very like. Yep, I did this because of this, and this is happening because of this. And it's just really cool to see how we have these tools and are able to utilize them in our co-working well, and environment. The, and the nice part about it is it's not uh I don't like feel coerced or anything like that, yeah. right? That it's not a oh Terry's around, I have to talk like this. No. It's out um, of respect. That you but you know the follow-up question is is there, and so you're preemptively yep, answering the follow-up question. Right, and that's, you know, we uh, one of the other techniques that we talk, well, that, that we teach about is always like, you know, okay, what would what would they think or what would they be talking about? And so mm-hmm. you're right. I'm, I'm mentally jumping ahead to, okay, she's going to ask me this. Why don't I just tell her that? Uh, which gets me into big trouble with another member of my team sometimes because she just <laughs> wants the question answered and then she wants to answer the follow-up question. But then that's that calibration, right? Like, okay, when I'm talking to Terry, she's going to go with me when I jump those five, you know, checker spaces to get to the data that she wants versus other team members that are like, nope, I got I to gotta say this, then I got to say this, and then I got to say this. So, so no, it 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 is really helpful to, you know, hear that for lack of a better term, and and go okay, well that's that's what they need, that's what's helpful. And I'll admit, like I have to work on that when, like, consciously think about it when you or the other member of our team is around, because I like context. I like hearing how you got to that conclusion. So I'll stop myself mid-sentence and be like, oh, they don't care about what I'm saying right now. Let me do this. And that usually ends up better, but it's just, it's cool. Yeah. Well, and, and, and some of that is the fact that strategic is high for me and it's high for Rand. So when we look at situations, we can see a bunch of different pathways. And so I, I follow him when he makes these leaps and bounds and jumps. So we can have conversations together that other people don't even understand Mm -hmm. because we follow each other that way. Whereas um, I don't remember exactly where strategic is for you, Madeline, but I, I, I don't think it was very high. (laughs) So when we have conversations with you, we need to care more about, you know, the positivity of the conversation, who's Mm -hmm. involved, you know, what all the different parts are and making those connections for you, because that's what's important to you. Well, yep. let's, and let's put Mads on the spot too. I mean, so oh, does yeah. that, so knowing that about yourself before all this, has, has hearing all this sort of from the outside, has that sort of changed your approach to work or? My uh, personal approach to work? Yeah, because you and I have had lots of conversations about like, okay, you heard this. What does that mean that you need mm-hmm. to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how does that internalize for you? Uh, some days are easier than others. <laughs> okay. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> As with all of us, Madeline. Yeah, you're not so, yeah, no, we're not. 
No, I mean, I, I have noticed a difference in, you know, like communication is so important in general, but when you're working for a common goal, it's even more important, I feel like. And so being able to kind of have these hacks of how best to get through to each other, I think is really interesting. And for my strengths, knowing my strengths, I feel like <laughs> I'm just like this lovey-dovey, like feel good. It's validating because I know it's been there this whole time, but to have other people know that now and like use that to their advantage when they're communicating with me makes me feel heard and appreciated for. Well, and, and it's appreciated in our team too, because, Mm -hmm. um, we have another member of our team who has, um, restorative pretty high. And one of the things about people who have restorative pretty high is they are very into, you know, solving problems. And so, Uh, In their mind, a lot of things present as a problem, which can come off very negative. So having kind of that maybe a little bit more negative energy and then balancing out with the, you know, with the positive, we're all in Mm -hmm. this together vibe really creates a really nice balanced team for us. And one of the things that we did as an exercise is called the team grid and we put all of our top 10 strengths on the grid of all of the different strengths. And we have pretty good representation across them all. So we have a fairly balanced team and that can be really valuable. That's pretty cool with only having five people on a team. Yeah, we're a little low in the um, executing theme. I was gonna say, we did a doer. (laughs) (laughs) But we all managed to utilize our other talents to make sure we still get things done. Well, and, and you know, and we, we sort of us being co-lead, you know, sometimes we'll say, well, we, we don't do that. But I think we've, we've seen examples in the past where we've had sort of pure doers that, that don't really think about context and stuff. And, you know, you, you put that person and me together, that's bad news because, uh, you know, all of my ideas are wonderful. Um, and they're all going to get us to the promised land, you know, if we just do them. And so somebody that would hear that and go, yeah, let's, let's do that. Right. Is like, okay, why are we heading toward the edge of the cliff? Right. And so knowing that about me, right. And, and to some extent I, I know in the back of my head that this is, you know, crazy and complicated and really expensive. Um, but (laughs) depending on where my energy is at, I don't care. (laughs) So that's the, that, that's the, the calibration part of it. So no, I mean, I totally agree. I think it's really, it's really cool to see where the team all sort of falls. And, um, you know, I, I'd say most of the time we all sort of buy into it pretty well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but every, every team has its ups and downs for sure. Oh, Absolutely. And, and there are times when we just don't want the self-analysis. Um, we just yeah. kind of want to walk off into our own little world, but uh, we end up being a much stronger team because we do that little bit of self-analysis. Yep. For yep. sure. Um, well, and Terry, for you, I mean, this is having coached this team now, uh, are, there, are there things you would have done differently 
you know, now that you've been through it once or, you know, what, what are some things that you've sort of learned from, from this experience? Um, I think really the biggest thing for me is how top of mind we need to keep these. Um, For us, we went through the assessment, maybe was it a little over a year ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little over a year ago, we went through the assessment, we did some individual coaching sessions, um, and then we did a team session. And then it wasn't until Madeline joined um, that we started to talk about it again. So there was this, you know, kind of big gap in there um, where we just let it kind of sit. And yeah, we had the signs posted and stuff like that, and we were able to take a look at them but we didn't actively talk about it. And I think that one of the things that I'm learning the more, um, the more coaching I do on the subject is these are valuable things to talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I was just having a conversation with my husband like a week ago um, who's interviewing um, for a different job and walking through his strengths and talking through kind of what he brings to that job and why he's interested in that job. And is this a good fit based on the things that, you know, make him engaged and excited on a daily basis. Sure. You know, we just forget sometimes to, to look at those. So I think that's the biggest change I would make is to, you know, schedule kind of a, a touch point on a regular basis for all of us. That's cool. Nice. I think that's cool as a potential interviewee to have someone come in and tell you, like, I know that these are my strengths and then go into detail. Good wifey. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and, and that's, stuff. You know, yeah, well, and that's, again, that's, that's the value, right? It's not like you should hire me because right. of this. It's like, you should hire me because I'm a strategic thinker. Or I know exactly, exactly sort of how to plot plots ahead and all that, you know, the, the old, sawbuck about, you know, tell the employer exactly what they can expect when they hire you kind of thing. And, and again, Absolutely. more, yeah, that's specifics. And then, yeah. And then the flip side of that is taking a look at the job description and going based on the strengths I have, will I be able to engage a lot of these strengths um, in this position and, and will it excite me and intrigue me and will I love it there? Um, so for instance, um, we talked a little bit about restorative earlier. Um, my husband has restorative as his number one. So fixing, fixing problems is like paramount to his existence. So making sure he has a job where he can solve problems and, and kind of tinker with things and figure out, um, what's behind it is really important to him. Mm-hmm. And so kind right. of identifying those things that are important to you and making sure that you get to utilize them on a day-to-day basis, because that's where we see the increases in employee engagement and the increases in um, how happy you report your life in general to be are when you're utilizing your strengths every day. Sure. Sure. Cool. Cool. Well, so for somebody that's interested in in this, but I mean, being coached and and 
we'll get to coaching later, I'm assuming, but you know, what, what's the next steps or what's the first steps uh, to do for some of this stuff? Um, I would say the first step is to uh, reach out to us at info at co-lead team, or if you've already taken, uh, if you haven't taken an assessment, you could take the assessment, get your report and start to do it yourself. Um, there's a lot of uh, resources to be had out there on uh, Gallup's website for you to learn a lot about yourself first and see how far you can get. And then if you want to engage with a coach to understand them more deeply or have team sessions and things like that, you can always reach out to us. We're here to support you. Cool. Awesome. Anything else from either of you two? To uh, Terry, I have a question. If someone reached out to you for coaching, would they be able to learn how to apply them to uh, situational things, like specific situations, I'm guessing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the way we approach coaching as um, certified coaches is we first look at identifying your strengths and helping you understand them and um, and really figure out how they uniquely apply to you. And then we can directionally aim them to situations together. So if you have um, a challenge, like you're interviewing for a new job or you're, or you're starting a job hunt even, and you're trying to figure out what types of positions would be good for you or how you can best interview for this position, we can actually sit down and talk about your top strengths and how they might apply in these situations and and kind of direct yourself accordingly to that cool well and i think one question that that folks might have too is like what if i don't like my strengths Ooh. am i just stuck or kind of is it things can be done or so what the assessment really measures is your innate talents so you actually have to put them into practice to make them your strengths and one of the things that we do when we're coaching is we identify why you feel that way, why, why maybe you don't like them, and what you can do to redirect that. So, for instance, uh, me, myself, I have a strength that's called maximizer, and my maximizer gets in my way a lot, right? Um, maximizer is all about you know, making everything a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, just last week, I was writing a blog and I wrote it four times. I, I wrote it, deleted it, wrote it, deleted it, wrote it, deleted it before I found one that I was happy with. This is right. Yeah. It's, not it's, on, it's on our website too, by the way, folks. So Check it out. Yeah, so if you want to read the blog <laughs> that took me four time, four tries to, to write, go out to uh, collaborativeleadershipteam.com and you can read it. Um, but it gets in my way a lot. But that doesn't mean I don't love it sometimes. And I have to figure out how I can utilize some of the other strengths I have to kind of rein that in. And so I have another strength in, in focus. Um, and that's all about goals. So uh, if I can achieve a goal, I win. I also have a strength in competition. So 
what I end up doing for myself a lot of times when my maximizer is getting in my way is I utilize and I pull from some of those other strengths like competition. I say, you know, well, I wrote my last blog in, you know, three hours. I bet I can, you know, have this one polished up in under two. And I create this little competition for myself. Or I set a goal for myself that it needs to be done by X time and I'll achieve that goal. So you can really, even if you don't like some of those things um, that pop up in your assessment, you can really figure out how to hone in the aspects you don't like with your other strengths and then uh, really explore the aspects of those things that you do like. Um, Because a lot of the things about my maximizer actually make me a really good asset to the team. Like being that little bit of a perfectionist and trying to think of all of the details and making sure it's all, it's all kind of honed in are good things for the team a lot of the time. Right. Even though I don't like it sometimes. Well, and I think that's, that's the way to, that's the way that I like to, to hear, right? It's like you, you have these things, but you turn them into strengths when you actually do them. So, you know, yeah, it, you, how do you put the combinations of things together to get the response that you, that you want or the result that you want? That, that to me is really nice. And, and again, with, especially with a team, how do you start to see the connections, right? So I, this is not a strength for me, but it's a strength for you. Um, again, those, those, you, we, we've joked sometimes where, you know, we'll actually let you finish stuff because it's important for you to finish things. And for me, <laughs> I, I don't care less. And so, you know, if we'll, we'll get something seven eighths of the way done. And then it's like, Hey, Terry, do you want to finish this up? Cause you know, yes. you need, the, yeah. And she's like, yes, <laughs> totally there. So yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's really, I mean, it's really sort of fun and, and it, it does create a nice sense of connection when you do sort of understand uh, a lot of the stuff about the people that you work with. And so, you know, certainly we're big advocates of working together on, on things. And again, this is one of those concrete ways to say, how can we work better together? So rather than just, you know, hey, let's take the team bowling or something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something like this is going to be way more impactful because it's something you can actually do. You can use it on a regular basis. Absolutely. Any last parting thoughts from either of you, Rand or Madeline? I don't know, Mads. What are you? Uh, I'm just thinking about how you're saying we'll get something seven-eighths of the way done. Um, and Terry will finish it like when back when we used back pre-COVID, pre-Miss Rona, we would use sticky kids. notes. People for used our to get together product. and work. Yeah, <laughs> we would use our post-it note backlog and we would walk up to the backlog. Terry, do you want to move your post-it or can I? No, I'll do it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I love I'm moving my post-it. Yeah. It's just and now we just do it with Trello. So it's exactly. Fun. I don't get quite. I don't get quite the endorphin rush from Trello. I don't know what the technology. No, there's is. a tactile thing about pulling that sticky off the wall and moving it. Yep. For sure. Yep. Yes. For sure. Cool. No, I, like I said, this is this has been a lot of fun, and and I think it it's it's certainly helpful because you know we love tools and we love sort of how does this stuff work, mm-hmm. um, and it's been it's been just 
fun watching you kind of really internalize a lot of this stuff and, and take it, take it to heart. So appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks thank to you. you. And thank you listeners for, for joining us today. If you want uh, additional resources or to learn more about Clifton Strengths, you can go to gallup.com or you can go to collaborativeleadershipteam.com. We've got some uh, great blogs out there. Uh, and if you are interested in coaching, just reach out to us at info at coleadteam.com and we can uh, get you a quote and get you started. Cool. All right, I'm going to hit stop. <laughs>